This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dottino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown Giants! From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. All right, everyone, welcome into One Giant Step. My name is Bryce Gelman. Let me just start out by thanking this podcast's usual host, Sean Morash, for letting me take the reins during these weeks without a lot of big news. And Professor Morash apparently has a bigger fish to fry, but he'll be back soon when there is actual breaking news to react to. And speaking of potential breaking news, Joe Shane spoke to the media today at the Senior Bowl, and one of the main things that he reiterated was the fact that the Giants defensive coordinator search is expected to be over by the end of the week. So it's been reported recently that, especially by by uh, by Jordan Ronan, uh, that Denard Wilson, the Ravens defensive backs coach, is the favorite for the Giants DC open role. But it's come out in recent days that he's not only interviewing with the Giants, he's interviewed actually with them twice, but he's also interviewing with the Packers, the uh, the Rams, and the Titans. So there will be a competition for the Giants' number one option, uh, D- Denard Wilson, who has led his defense to two incredible performances, especially in that second half against the Chiefs for the Ravens. That would be an ideal situation for the Giants to get someone like that, a young guy in who is going to be able to mentor Deontay Banks and mentor these other young safeties and these young secondary guys that that, that the Giants have. So this wasn't the only piece of news that came out from from Shane speaking to the media. Uh, Among other things, this is... uh, a huge story. Not, I mean, I wouldn't say huge story. It depends how how it uh, how it uh, turns out in the end. But Joe Shane did say that he spoke to Saquon Barkley following the end of the season for the Giants, and he also agreed with 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 Saquon that he and Saquon's reps would speak at the NFL Combine 
uh, in, in a couple of months here. So what this means is that at least the Giants are now open. I mean, not, not like they haven't been open. They've always been open to uh, negotiating with Saquon's side. He's repeatedly said that he'd like to uh, finish out his career with the Giants, but that obviously isn't entirely realistic considering what he wants and considering what the market is for running backs in the league. And it's obviously been mentioned hundreds of times by every talking head, by by the running backs themselves in these, these Zoom meetings that they have. Like, we get it. But this is the reality of the NFL these days. Running backs are expendable. And it's something that, that Sean and I have, have discussed repeatedly on, the, on this podcast, whether or not it's worth it for the Giants to bring Saquon back. I think that as time passes, and, and especially with what Kayvon Thibodeau said on a Carmelo Anthony's podcast last week, basically that the Giants should have paid Saquon Barkley over Daniel Jones, or at least they should have gotten Saquon's deal done first, is that Saquon means a whole lot to this team. As a veteran voice in the locker room, especially with, with Sterling Shepard being done with the Giants, or potentially, I don't, I doubt that they bring him back and waste any money on him. He's his career is clearly uh, waning. It's clearly uh, on the back end, you know, if he doesn't even retire yet. Uh, but with, with Sterling Shepard leaving the Giants, Saquon has the opportunity. I mean, he's already been one of the main leaders of this team, but he has now the opportunity to be the main guy. As one of the, the, the longest tenured Giants, Saquon is so much more than, than what he brings on the field it's it's behind the scenes it's just everything that that Saquon gives you as the face of a franchise a guy that is just extremely uncontroversial he doesn't start issues he doesn't badmouth the team he said repeatedly that again that he wants to stay with Big Blue I love Saquon I don't think necessarily that if he comes out and his reps come out asking Shane for the same type of contract that he was asking for last year I don't necessarily know if that is worth it because the Giants did franchise tag him. They can franchise tag him again. Joe Shane has said that he would rather not use it, but if he has to, he will. This is a situation in which Saquon Barkley is not going to, again, get the money that he wanted to get last year. And hopefully he comes back down to earth. Hopefully he wants a, a deal that that's reasonable for for both the Giants and and for him and, and considering what what the uh, the NFL running back free agent market is right now because you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook who also wanted big money who got released by the the Vikings comes out signs with the Jets and look what he was it just shows you these guys are capable of experiencing a crazy drop in performance from year to year. And Dalvin Cook ended up the year on the Ravens. He was signed to the practice squad. Like, this is one of the best running backs in the league two years ago. And he, he signed to the practice squad of the Ravens. Of course, he did get he did end up getting some carries in the playoffs, but he was nowhere near their lead back. And you look at who their two lead backs were before him, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Those are the two and three guys in the depth chart. And number one was J.K. Dobbins, who can't stay healthy. So that just shows you that you could find other serviceable options. I think if the Giants want to go into next year with Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida cannot be their backup running back. They're going to need to draft another another running back, not Eric Gray. They're going to need another guy in, in this draft. Maybe Blake Corm. 
I, there are a bunch of other guys that that I that I think that the Giants could pick up, especially with the Seattle Seahawks third round pick. They'll have two third round picks this year, uh, or a second round pick. They'll have two second round picks this year. Uh, this is a tough situation, I think, especially for a Giants fan like me who loves Saquon. It's hard to defend him though, with, with the amount of injuries that he's had. It, it, it's also hard to defend how the Giants play without him. That the Giants probably should move on. They are a better team with him. And if they can work out a deal, great. If they can't, I don't think many fans will be too upset with that, especially if the Giants are able to find a running back that is able to produce. Not obviously, it's hard to expect uh, anyone to come in and produce like the number two draft pick uh, in the in the 2018 draft. But uh, to be able to, to get a guy that is able to produce, right? Like, like a guy who could come in and be someone who is a top 15, 20 running back in the league. Matt Breida is not that guy. All right. One more thing from, from Joe Shane's comments. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that, and there, there shouldn't be any surprise to anyone, uh, but Daniel Jones will realistically, and it's expected that he'll be the starter uh, at, the, at the start of next year. According to Joe Shane, of course, it was also expected that Wink Bartendale would be back with the Giants. We saw how that ended up. I don't think that this is the same type of situation. I think that this is more of a layup. Like, yeah, like Daniel Jones, if he's healthy, he's going to be the starter. Like the Giants still owe him upwards of $40 million. They signed him to, to over $80 million in guarantees. There's no way that they're going to, even if they do draft a quarterback, start that quarterback over Daniel Jones. Uh, Joe Shane also said that if he does end up drafting a quarterback, that it will be sort of like what the Packers did with, with Jordan Love <laughs> next to Aaron Rodgers, even though that that's not a comparable situation from, from uh, uh, Jaden Daniels and Drake May to uh, Daniel Jones who throughout his his entire Giants career has experienced so much adversity and so many speed bumps and has gotten plenty of excuses from the fans. And whether you think they're earned or unearned or whether you think they're fair or unfair, Daniel Jones has still not performed to the level that we all expect him to perform. Yes, the offensive line has been disastrous throughout his entire tenure with the Giants. Yes, he also won the Giants a playoff game and played nearly a flawless game against the Vikings last year in the playoffs. Those two things can be true, while also saying that Daniel Jones needs to get better. He needs to play better. And who knows what he's going to be coming off a torn ACL. As a guy who, one of his main qualities, one of his main qualities that he has over other guys in the league is his ability to scramble, is his toughness is his is his ability to to get to take a huge hit and pop right back up that he's one of the only guys along with Josh Allen in the league that was really able to do that on on a, on a game by game basis so it remains to be seen who he is but i don't think the giants are going to be so i easy, like i don't think the giants are are going to be 
quick to to get to get rid of him. I, I think that they're going to be reluctant to 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 move on from Daniel Jones. I think they're going to give him another chance because they are paying him over forty million dollars uh, going into next year. So speaking of of the quarterback situation, it was reported a couple of days ago by Dan Duggan of the Athletic Giants beat reporter that if and this is I, I and I quote uh, if Shane has a, has a conviction that one of these QBs could be the Giants version of Josh Allen, he likely won't hesitate to trade up to secure his guy. And no surprises here as well. But what the Giants have now and what what the situation is going into this draft is that the top three teams in the draft need quarterbacks. Straight up. They need quarterbacks. So the asking price from these teams to move down in the draft to potentially give up the future of their franchise will be, I think, too steep of an asking price for the Giants, a team that clearly has a lot of holes to fill, a team that realistically can't afford to give up four, five, top, you know, top 60 draft picks to acquire this quarterback who may turn out to be another Daniel Jones, who may turn out to be a Zach Wilson, a complete bust. And that would be a major organizational failure a failure that would have ramifications for years to come. And that's what scares me with this whole situation. And that's what scared me with Tommy DeVito winning three straight games, three meaningless games that gave the Giants absolutely nothing at the end of the season. And then he was benched. You're not going to ask the guys to go out and lose. The Giants were clearly trying to win those games. And they won them. And now they have the sixth pick when they need a quarterback, and when they need to improve. Can you imagine if they had the opportunity to draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Can you imagine? And it's not to say that there aren't other good options at receiver. You know, a lot of people are linking the Giants to Malik Neighbors uh, of LSU, and I think that would be a great selection. But that isn't a layup of a pick. Yes, this front office has drafted some solid receivers in Wandell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt, two guys who we don't really necessarily know the ceiling of because they haven't played with a quarterback who can get them the ball all the time. So they, I don't know, as someone who has seen this story before, who has seen what the Giants did drafting Kadarius Tony in the first round, of course that was Dave Gettleman. Either way, this may not be the best option to sit back at six, to draft a receiver. Maybe it is the right time to, to put your all your chips in the middle of the table and, and trade up to get one of these three guys. I think you're trading for Caleb Williams. You're going to have to give up two to three first-round picks. You're going to have to give up your second-rounders, a third, a, uh, two-thirds. This could be five, six picks right there. And what does that give you? Yes, one of the one a generational quarterback prospect, but that is unlikely. I think it's more likely the Giants trade up two or three and get, and get uh, Jaden Daniels or Drake May. But again, this this is something that we've seen in the past from 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 Joe Shane as an assistant GM in Buffalo trading up for Josh Allen. Of course, that was from twenty one to seven. It's not from six to one, two, or three in an absolutely stacked quarterback. I mean, to be fair, that was a stacked quarterback draft where they got Josh Allen. But it's I don't think it's the same. I really don't think so. I think the asking price of these teams is going to go up. I think if the Giants realistically want to improve at quarterback this year, they'll trade for Justin Fields. And maybe that's not the right fit. And maybe other teams are looking to do the same. But the demand of getting a quarterback who was drafted in the first round, who has shown flashes of greatness, 
is not the same with Justin Fields as compared to if you want one of these top three quarterbacks. Because again, it, it is looking uh, ever more likely that three quarterbacks will be taken in a row at, at the at the top of the draft going up this year. I don't think that based off what we've seen recently with with Shane drafting, Shane and Dable drafting Evan Neal, that we should look at this organization as being, okay, we trust them. I don't necessarily know if they are going to make the right moves here, if they are this competent organization that I think a lot of people have thought of them to be in recent years. Who knows? Who knows these days? Especially with the report coming out just a few weeks ago about Brian Dable and and the dissent between him and other members of the coaching staff. Yes, of course, that could have just been complete hearsay from, from the mouth of Wink Martindale, who was clearly upset with, with, with how that ended up. But in my opinion, some of that has to be true. You can't make all that up with, with various sources uh, listed in that, in that Pat Leonard article. But again, this all remains to be seen. We will get into this a lot more as the weeks go on, as this, this super, this awful soup. I'm sorry, but who's excited about this Super Bowl? I think I speak for a lot of people that's saying that I really wish that it was Ravens, Lions, I think I was pulling for the Lions, as I'm sure a lot of other people were. Uh, and, you know, this Chiefs run hopefully won't continue. Hopefully the nine. I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, hopefully the Niners can, can take down the Chiefs. And uh, hopefully we can get through these next couple of weeks quickly. And we can get on to combine talk. We can get into free agency talk. Hopefully the Giants can go out and sign one of these top free agents. A, a T. Higgins, a Mike Evans. One of these guys who are surefire talents, who aren't necessarily a, a receiver who could turn out to be a, a guy the Giants regret drafting. All right, that'll do it for this episode of One Giant Step. My name is Bryce Gelman, and if the Giants hire a defensive coordinator this week, as I mentioned earlier in, in this episode, then you will be hearing about it from Sean and I, but if not, see you all next week. Thank you guys all for tuning in.